This is Anna from the Pop Prison Power Podcast, and this is the Geek World All-Stars Podcast Network. Welcome to the continued podcast adventures of Superhero Speak. But I think many of the people that love this character and that love superheroes in general have used these stories as inspiration to say, you know what, I'm going to do something good in the world. I'm going to make a difference like my hero when I was a kid. That is my fondest memory of it, because when, you, when you're doing comic books, you want them to affect people, right? You want people to care, you want, you want to strike emotions, and I knew that that clone saga was striking a lot of emotions. Can you yeah. imagine uh, Pulp Fiction starring Goofy and uh, Mickey Mouse? I can totally <laughs> imagine that. You I'm sure somebody's written that one Pounder with cheese in France, Mickey. <laughs> <laughs> what? <laughs> Boy, with cheese, Mickey. Yeah. <laughs> I can totally see. I, I, would, I would watch the hell out of that movie. Yes, I gladly saw, sacrifice that my, my progeny to you, a mighty Marvel beast. <laughs> <laughs> but Neil Adams is somewhere going, hmm, it's, uh, it's my time. Uh, <laughs> How do you measure success? Hey, everyone. You're listening to Superhero Speak, and I'm your host, Dave. Everything sucks. This is John. Hi. Everything is gross on social media. I'm JD. <laughs> ah, as you can see, my co-hosts are definitely in a mood this week. Uh, should make it for an interesting episode. We shall see. <laughs> I'll give you one one good thing. Stargirl is kicking ass, man. That show is awesome. I'm having so much fun with that show. Uh, it's like don't... it's like watching Dragon Ball Z, but without all the filler. It's like you, all you get is the good stuff. You don't. You don't get any of the. Yeah, I know. Right. But but you know, it's like all right. It's like watch, watching a CW show without any of the the emotional filler. Don't tell Tiffobot from uh, Fans on Patrol because she doesn't like the show at all. Why? Well, all hey, I get can her gather, on the show. Get her on the show. All I, I can gather from. <laughs> all I can gather from because they, they talk. They they do a thing called a one shot where they just watch the first episode and. And, and, you know, talk about it. And, and both Montego and uh, Smoove really liked the show, and she didn't like it. And the only thing that she really seemed to say that bothered her is because she is from a small town, that she didn't feel that the small town was accurate in the show. Like, really? Oh, no, come on. That's – even I don't nitpick that much, you know? No, no yeah, that was weird. So. Well, you do, but that's not <laughs> <laughs> Touche, Monsieur Pussycat. <laughs> <laughs> so how was your week, John? Well, you know, for a a week off, um, I worked three days for so, you know, there's that. Looks I think I think I'll be taking three extra um paid vacation days um after technically after they expire to make up for it. Mm-hmm. Um otherwise, I don't know. Um ah, things are interesting. Um, nothing I can, not actually nothing I can really talk about on air. I have to talk to you guys afterwards. Um, but, uh, otherwise, uh, eh, you know, I w- basically what JD said, you know, is it, is it, is it about your sex change operation? Oh my God. <laughs> it's not wrong. If, if that's something you want to do, man, that's cool, man. I ain't going to cry. I ain't going to crap on you for it. <laughs> nothing but love. Well, you know, I'm just because I'm trying to get away from the FBI doesn't mean. <laughs> That's one way to do it. <laughs> <laughs> nah, I, yeah, everything. I mean, no, really, like, you know, 
the 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 news is horrible. Don't don't watch the news. No, no. <laughs> and and I am I am actually kind of sad because two of my favorite my my new favorite animes, um, what is it? Uh, let's see, Ascendance of a Bookworm, and all re all roads lead to death. Um, are uh, they both ended? The se- the it's this end of the anime seasons. So like I'm I'm hoping that a few of the ones that I liked last year are going to return or maybe or it's or it's going to have to be one of those long hard slogs through all of the new material looking for something that's worth watching. Huh. So that's well, pretty go. much it. <laughs> How about you JD? Anything fun and exciting? Twitter sucks, but I'm moving this weekend, so <clears throat> really oh, excited yeah. to get the finally getting out of this place. New chapter getting started. I'm very very excited about that. Well, that's good. That see, there you go. There's something positive in the dark. It's a light at the end of the new, tunnel. New book launches Tuesday, the Tuesday uh, of this week, which will be yesterday for yes. people listening. So uh, get Apex live on Amazon. Apex. So it's is it still in the same uh, series? Oh uh, no, it's a different series. This is more urban fantasy uh, superhero we than the uh, normal oh, supernatural right. thriller stuff. All right. So this is the book you talked about before. Yes, I've talked about before. Now it's officially, it's officially up. Reviews are pretty good. It's a little polarizing because most of the people who read my stuff, you're used to me doing like like thriller things, and this is very right. different for me. But uh, I I don't know. The people who like it are really digging it, so I like this story. So I hope it I hope it catches some steam. We'll see what happens. Yes, yes, and I'm hmm. sure all our listeners are going to run out and buy it. I hope you do. Well, there's 15 more sales for you. Just bought a new house. <laughs> That's yes. right. You're you're not you're not you're not buying a book. You're supporting a Kickstarter for JD's house. <laughs> no, you're helping me pay my mortgage. Don't make jokes about Kickstarter. The one of those is coming. No. That's me too. well there you go. That's that's some good news, I think. Um, hmm. What about you, Dave? Um I feel like Warren Elsa at a Trump rally. No, but anyway, um <laughs> they poorly attended Trump rally. How's that? Um Hey, no, I mean, hey, uh, that was that was because of K-pop. You heard about it. like, dude, don't cross K-pop on Twitter, man. Uh, no, 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 no. We respect K-pop. Trust me. <laughs> I, uh, well, it's funny because like, um, nothing, nothing really new. Um, I kind of like. Uh, so last week I had said that I had reached my my one goal of three hundred, and then I kind of <laughs> like slacked up. I kind of slacked off a little bit this week. I hadn't, I haven't really, it's not like I gained 10 pounds or anything, but I haven't been as good as I should be. So I got to get back to that. Um, don't beat yourself up at this point. It's mostly water. Probably. So don't, um, yeah, it'll be fine. And oh, then, and then, but they have announced that, uh, July 3rd, Philadelphia will go green, which means the gyms will open back up. So. I'm looking forward to that. Well, and we hope, we hope that lasts. Like, again, that, that requires a lot of, um, a lot of testing and a lot of tracing to keep up because other, other states have done that. And, you know, so, I mean, we've been really good. They're back. Our numbers have been really good lately. So, I mean, that's, you know, the key mm. is don't, don't pretend the pandemic isn't still going on. If you're going to go out, wear a mask, even to the gym. Oh, yeah. Wow. Absolutely. Wash, wash your hands. You know, yep. adhere to social distancing when possible. Can, so don't go dancing in mosh pits. You know, don't what? what was <laughs> that? Don't go dancing in mosh pits. <laughs> That's a good advice, just in general. 
<laughs> yeah, yeah stop um, even in a non-pandemic, 20s. that's a bad idea. Yes, I, I put I left that behind in my twenties. I'm I'm good. I don't know about you guys. <laughs> yeah, um, and I think I complained about dating websites last week. And uh, one interesting thing, like um, somebody I talked to when I first joined one of these sites, I I talked to her for like a few days, and then all of a sudden, and like we were hitting it off, and like actually talked on the phone and stuff. And then all of a sudden, like I tried calling her and there was no answer, no response when I messaged her. And like all of a sudden the next day she's like, Oh, I met someone else. Blah, blah. I'm like, okay, fine. Whatever. You know, like you were just talking. Wasn't anything special. Then all of a sudden, like a couple days ago, she messages me out of the blue and it's like, Oh, what a mistake that was. You know, like what you cut off all communication for, for like a month and now all of a sudden you want to just like pop back in like no screw you so this, this is online dating dave <clears throat> these days it's <clears throat> that's just it's just the way it is all i'm saying is women suck um you know at least the good ones but anyway so <laughs> that's no no that was no, gross dave no <laughs> my wife listens to the show i adore you and i love you <laughs> And and I I love and adore JD's wife too because you know it's a healthy relationship I can look I can look at and hope for someday. Sure. Uh, well, you know what else? What other examples do I have? Because uh, as, as JD said, you look at Twitter and and everything's crap. <laughs> so, oh yeah. Stay off of wrestling speaking, Twitter. Speaking yeah. of Twitter, um, <laughs> let's do a little social media madness. Um, yeah, I, I mean, well, we, have, we were talking about crap, so. <laughs> I don't have a lot this week. Um, we do have uh, a couple, though. We had talked about, of course, Wonder Woman got pushed back yet again till October of uh, this year. Uh, and, uh, and in our tweet where we, you know, talked about it, I, I said, are you as sad as us? And, um, John, who's at read set data, uh, said, little sad, but understanding. And, uh, random Randy Savage from the Colt 45 podcast gave us a gif. It's, uh, from Step Brothers where, um, uh, what's the guy from Step Brothers? The main guy. He was in Delegated Nights. Delegated Nights and Will uh, Farrell. Will Farrell, yeah, laying on the couch. Nope. Huh. <laughs> I don't think that's he's sad about it being pushed back. It's, you know, He's he's I think he's making a statement that we should all just stay on our couches a little longer. Mm, I, I I mean, I'm not I, I get it. Uh, the last thing I want is I don't I don't want to remember the new Wonder Woman move, woman movie because like it was the day that like, you know, 50 million people caught covid because they went to go see it. I want to remember it because it's good. So, yeah. As far as that tweet goes, good art is always open to interpretation. Uh huh. Mm-hmm. I don't know what he's trying to say, but I'm sure he's trying to say something. <laughs> As all artists are. Yes, this is true. Um, so something we had talked about not that long ago, well, as well, of course, is Henry Cavill is still Superman. What is and- it with DC and all these casting people, like all these? Actors, they're not being why? Why isn't this universe dying? Like Snyder put a he, he put a, a stake in its heart 
and it's not dead. They're still trying to run with it. I, I think 52 I think of a man. There's 52 universes. I know, but, but we're you still in the one that's states. really sad and, and, and like lacking like most of the primary colors. <laughs> you know. uh, so I, I don't like being in a universe that is that is uniformly sepia tone. <laughs> <laughs> I think we'll get into this a little bit with some of the news that has come out um, shortly. But uh, random Randy Savage again gave us a um, gif from the Batman Brave and the Bold cartoon where Batman was disguised as Superman. Superman was disguised as Batman. Um, what I love is that Batman takes off the Superman mask and has his cowl on underneath. Such, <laughs> a, great, such a great show. Yes. Um, Kevin Glennon said, I genuinely like him in the part, but with the damage already done with bad scripts and story lines turning him into a vigilant wrecking ball yep. and little concern for life allow concern for life allow him to come back to Superman with an actor reboot. There's a lot of stuff going on in that sentence. Yes, there was. Yeah. Um, yes. No, and I understand what they're saying. Like, how can you ch- all of a sudden change the character? And it's like, well, I don't think they care about continuity anymore. Um, well, they, they're going to do Flashpoint. So with that, they can ignore a certain amount of continuity because they can change it all at the end of that. This is true. Um, Dan Kutz, who's at Hey Dan Kutz, um, said, just give him a decent script and take the dark filter off. Superman is supposed to be contrast, is supposed to contrast Batman, not be like him. Yes. He's right. Yep. To which uh, Randy replied to that with a, a gif of from the office of uh, Steve Carell saying, thank you. Uh, hey, Dan hmm. Kurtz. Sorry. Halloween junkie, who's at Bridgeport, said, love him as Superman. Justin Jackson uh, said, he being Superman wasn't the problem for me. I agree. Now. Megapodtastic, uh, who, um, uh, is a, he's a friend of the show. Um, we've crossed with him before. He's, uh, our former co-host, long lost cousin. Hmm. Um, yeah, he's also a Fiore, uh, but they're not actually related. It's a whole nother story. Uh, he said, it's a great news and not unexpected. I've been saying this for two years now. Warner DC is on a roll. Aquaman, Shazam, and Birds of Prey were all excellent. Wow. Uh-huh. Uh, no, Wonder Woman uh, 84 th- looks amazing. James Gunn is making Suicide Squad, so we know that's going to be good. And now Hank Hank Caffel is back, too. Walter Hamanda has already has really turned things around over there. Can we get this guy on the show? I think we just need this overall positivity. Yeah. <laughs> Like, I've never seen someone this positive about DC anything, quite frankly. And I um, like DC. And me too. Sure. It's just like. So, Crazy Joe, um, we'll, we'll extend the invitation out if you want to come on the show. Um, uh, God, I remember when I first met him and I was shocked because he's like 6'2". <laughs> I wasn't <laughs> expecting that. Um, but yes. So, if you want to come on and talk about DC, we would love, love it. Uh, none of us liked. <laughs> Suicide Squad, but other than that, I think we, we agree with you. Suicide, the new Suicide Squad, we don't know anything about that one yet. We all assume yeah. that's good, right? We all like James Gunn. Yeah. Um, I'm sorry, I meant Birds of Prey. Yeah, that's that one you're right that, about. It was, that's, that's, it was, 
it was okay. Yeah, I, I agree. Okay. Yeah. It wasn't. Um, it wasn't. It wasn't as bad as Suicide Squad, but. It was okay. But what? But what is? <laughs> we also had uh, Shadow Walker One, who's Ooh. at Shadow Walker One Sixteen, uh, say, "Think he stinks as Superman and was wrong choice as Superman." Nah, I mean, I you know after you guys like you know laid into me about it not being Henry Cavill. I mean, I looked at some of his other work and yeah, you're right. Like he's, he, it wasn't his fault. I mean, you can, you can like take, you can take all of the dump truck of turd that this, that these movies were and you can lay it right at the feet of, of Zack Snyder. I mean, right. it's, it's all, it was all him. And, uh, Exo Cheadle, who's at Floor Maya 81. Um, Henry Cavill is our Superman. No one else, period. So I guess they don't like anyone else from the DCEU, but they like Henry Cavill. So, uh, oh, Wonder Woman's great. I think yeah. so. Yeah. Shazam is good. Shazam was good too. Carl yeah, Drogo has been a good Aquaman. I mean, for what they ask him to do, I think he's been fine. Mm. Yeah. So I don't know. It's, I draw the line there. I, I again, like like John said, you gotta. F- you got to look at some of Cavill's other work to see that he can be charming. And the fact that they didn't let him be charming is what hurt him. So he, he was more charming playing the bad guy in the last mission impossible movie. <laughs> this is <Yes>. true. <laughs> this is so true. So they very needed, much they so. need to add a little bit more all-star Superman to it, you know? Yeah. Maybe he needed a mustache. No, <laughs> he, had a mustache. he had a mustache. Yeah. <laughs> they should and have it got top billing it. for a while too. It's true. <laughs> Uh, well on that uh, if you want to know how you can be part of social media madness you being the listener uh, here's our good friend D squared to tell you more enjoying the show want to be part of social media madness make sure you are following superherospeak.com where you can find all of the show's social media links at the top of the page while you're there you can check out old episodes of the podcast as well as some other great content. Check the site often because we are posting some great comic reviews as well as comic book and movie news content every day. Make sure and follow us on Twitter at Superhero Speak. And while you're there, check out the rest of the Geek World All-Stars Podcast Network. You can follow them at stars underscore geek. Geek World All-Star Podcast Network include great programs such as the Pop Prison Power Podcast, Cult 45, So Wizard, Fans on Patrol, the Gorilla Brain Podcast, and of course, Superhero Speak. Search for hashtag GWAllStars. You will not be disappointed. Now, it's back to Dave and the boys on Superhero Speak. Thank you, Don. Don't forget to check out. We uh, have a couple of new reviews um, from him up on our website. And don't forget to check out the D Squared podcast while you're at it. And on that note, we're going to take a quick commercial break and we'll be right back. After these messages, we'll be right back. All right, guys. So we don't have too much to talk about, but I have a feeling some of this might become interesting this week um the first one of course free comic book day we had talked about uh marvel moved all of their 
uh, free comic book stuff to July. And now it looks like we're getting, instead of free comic book day, free comic book summer. Um, they, they have, they have dates from July to September 9th, uh, of stuff that's going to be released. They're all not, so they're not coordinating and doing it all on the same day. They're spreading it out. Um, so I'm kind of curious. You guys think this is going to help comic book stores more? Like get people to come more often? Well, it depends, it depends where they are too, right? Like if, if Philadelphia's going green, more people will be able to hit up like a Malcolm Punk comics or something. But mm-hmm. if, you know, if you're in, if you're in the Bible Belt right now, you're probably not going to be going anywhere um, within a week or two for for the next couple months. Yeah, I'll leave that alone. Um, I I don't know if like Free Comic Book Day works because it's like a big online campaign that can be done and it creates awareness. If it right. just kind of stretches out, I think it lessens the impact. Like, okay, this is going to sound weird, but if every day is Free Comic Book Day, no days then are Free is. Comic Book Day. <laughs> no, it's it's apropos. That's what I was thinking, right? Yeah, because like there's not going to be a big campaign to promote DC's free comics, and there's not going to be, you know, there's no, there's there's no, there's no impetus, right? Like it's free comic book day. I have to get down. I have to plan my day to go to the comic book shop. Now it's like it's going to be like every other time. It's like ah, it's free comic book. What uh, summer? I'll go tomorrow, or I'll go next week. Maybe they never, maybe they never go. You know. If they're as bad at planning as I am. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. It's, it's interesting. Like at at first you're like, Oh, this will help the comic book shops. Then right. It's like, yeah, I don't know if it's going to. Yeah. I think the, I think the idea is there, but I just don't, I just don't think it's going to work in execution. Yeah. I hope I'm wrong. To be honest. I hope I'm wrong. Yes. We need to keep the brick and mortars open a little bit longer. Um, so, Moving on, the we got our first. I'm I'm shocked that we got it this early. We got our first teaser for the Justice League Snyder Cut, um, released on Twitter by, of course, Snyder himself, and uh, the clip featured Darkseid. Did you guys get a chance to watch this? I did, and I have a problem with this. Oh, why? It looks awesome. Uh, but here's, well, but this, well, here's the problem though. this is the problem with Zack Snyder stuff is the man cuts an unbelievable trailer like you can't right. the trailer for Man of Steel is everything I want from Superman mm-hmm. yet when those scenes are put back into the movie in order it's a nightmare but that, that that's what we talked about this before right, right. Snyder, Snyder creates movies out of I want this scene this scene yeah. and this scene and then he puts the most flimsy crap between the two to try to tie them together failing miserably most of the time and what you get are the scenes that you wanted to see but in a movie that's actually horrible so it's like he's really good at creating small moments Mm. there's a handful of and all those movies there's a handful of moments that are that work but he can't string them together so again i I definitely want to watch this because i'm curious because that looked that looked really cool it's a cool way to do dark side but I have zero faith that it's going to be any better than what we've already seen. But the trailer looked great. So the thoughts that went through my mind, number one is all the rumors going around is that the Snyder Cut is like three hours long or over three hours long. <laughs> um, that wouldn't surprise me. Right, because cause you hear about a lot of the stuff that was cut out. So I, I have to imagine it was probably fairly long. But the other thing is, you get this like feeling that, you know, dark side is bigger than life. It was, it was well done. Um, it, it draws you in, but then 
you also hear the stories that this was the f- first part of a trilogy and the movie does supposedly end on a cliffhanger making you want the next part. So mm. what's going to happen when we get the Snyder cut and if well, people like it? Well, now here's the problem. Here's the problem. What did Snyder do to Doomsday? Do you no think do you think that he's going to characterize Darkseid the way he's supposed to be? Oh no, of course not. Zero faith in that whatsoever. Yeah. Okay. I mean, and you look you look at the trailer. Darkseid's got what a, a big spear. Darkseid never used spear. Darkseid Darkseid is a actually Darkseid the 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 physical form of Darkseid is literally just that a physical form of his actual god self from a different universe. Oh, was and that supposed to be Darkseid or was that just still Steppenwolf? I thought that was Darkseid. I mean. I, so I thought the hint to Darkseid was just the little design. No, the design so, still made it look like that was a helmet and not his no, actual. No, yeah, 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 I know. I mean, like the the it looks like a, a, a ruin or something like that that she's looking at. I think the embodiment. I'm gonna look pull this up again. I don't think that's supposed to be Darkseid. That's that was my question. I can't tell if it's supposed to be still Steppenwolf or if that was Darkseid. Because I'm pretty sure Steppenwolf does have a and did in that movie. He did. He did, but yeah. I don't. I don't think Darkseid's actually in the movie. I think Darkseid is just strongly hinted. Yeah, no, I'm looking at this right now. This is Steppenwolf. Okay. That's Steppenwolf. Okay. Like the dark side is just a little the design of him, which is quite frankly in a trailer all you need. Right. Well, eh, yeah, but still, like even the design. But I don't, I don't, I don't have any faith in in Snyder to like. Me neither. He's going to he's going to ruin the character. Like the character, it's it's going to be another like. I swear, like every time you have a very well written villain, like um like 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 this, right? Darkseid is literally one of the new gods. He's he's cold, calculating, incredibly, unbelievably like you know astronomically intelligent. He's strategic, and he doesn't really get his hands dirty. He and if he does need to fight, he fights with his omega beams, and usually that's it, one shot to dead. So if if this turns out to be another Korga, you know, cause it, it, I, all these writers they like to meet these villains that are supposed to be thoughtful and strategic and everything. They like to to you know we have to amp up the action, so they basically just make them all crazy and 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 you know wild, and it just never works. And I I I know that's what Snyder's gonna do. It's yeah, just going to be another Gorga from Highlander. I mean, probably. I don't, because he doesn't seem to understand these characters. And, like, I was talking about Watchmen with uh, with someone over the weekend. And, like, they're like, oh, the, the show is so much better than the movie. I'm like, well, yeah, but, like, the movie was terrible. And then I wind up having to defend Alan Moore from people. And it's just like, <laughs> that's another <laughs> argument. Yeah. <laughs> With yourself, but it, it, it just—it it frustrates me because like he didn't get Watchmen all that much either. Like it's always everything is so superficial and on the surface. Like right. I don't you know with Darkseid. Like there is some nuances to the character. Like I think skipping the whole why are new gods is important. Mm-hmm. Like I think that's going to really hurt that you don't understand the battle, the, the balance of new Genesis and, and apocalypse and why the trade had to happen. I mean, like you lose a lot of really good content just to get to the spooky bad guy. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And then see the other thing that kind of I'm nervous about, because again, you just kind of see the drawing on the walls as we, as we talked about. Um, 
of course, one of the biggest complaints about that movie was how CG Steppenwolf looks. Like, oh god, yeah, the CG was stupid. And, he looked and, CG last time. What's the difference? Yeah. No, no, they, no. And, uh, but that's well, what I'm saying. Like, do you think they're gonna go in and clean that up and make with that what money? Better? No, God, no. Yeah. They, well, they were giving thirty million dollars, I think. They, they that's they, just to finish what they got. They ain't gonna do that. No way. No way. They're gonna make the special effects look better. I, I like. That, hopefully, I'm wrong, but I will be very surprised. <sighs> I guess. Mm. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, it's, and that's what I'm worried about because then you're gonna throw in Dark Side, and let's say he does show up, and then he looks just as bad. You know, then what? Do you, then what? Just. Except what it is, man. We mean, like, anyone who's got hopes with this thing, I truly believe they're going to be heartbroken at the end of it. Or they're going to love it, because Snyder's got his defenders. But, I mean, like, I think I don't think anyone's going to be surprised by the result of this movie. No? <laughs> yeah, hmm. no. <laughs> no. Looking very forward to doing this watch-along. Yes. Yeah. I, I I'm hoping we can we can do that. Um, I mean I mean let's put it this way: the animated version uh, of this storyline, Justice League War, was was horrible because it was actually it, it almost feels like it was directed by Snyder, but but already the movie the movies are worse. So to be fair, that Jeff Johns storyline was not his best work. Like that whole era of Justice League is not. Great. I wish they oh, were yeah. Being... yeah, yeah. I, mean, I, I get that, but this is like their their rendition of it as an animated movie was yeah. worse. Oh yeah, because it wasn't a good comic. Like it like, wasn't a great comic. Like they were taking it from anybody, they should have taken it from Grant Morrison, but they didn't. They went with Jeff Johns, and that that version of Justice League just like I said, it just didn't click. Mm. <sighs> yeah, Fifty Two sucked. <laughs> it did. It did. And that's and that was part of the problem. The other problem was like there were things in that movie like con, uh, continuity problems like all over the place. Wow. Well, but at least, at least they, <laughs> they did stuff like they got the mother boxes right. Zack Snyder couldn't even get a freaking mother box right. <laughs> the mother boxes yeah. are used for travel. They're not like the MacGuffins. <laughs> Come on. Yeah, I, I did think that was weird that they were using <laughs> them as the MacGuffin. Mm. Um, yeah, I know. And then the new 52, and um, of course, that all kicked off a of flashpoint. Um, Ooh, good job. And sometimes the older <laughs> stuff is better than the newer stuff. So the internet exploded. Uh, I was trying to think, what are we going to talk about tonight? And of course, oh, yeah, the, just today, right? The, the DC uh, internet gods answered. Um, Thank you, gods. Apparently, Michael Keaton, of course. Uh, the the man who kicked off the new era of Batman movies back in 1989 is in talks with Warner Brothers early now. Granted, it's early talks, so we all know that it could change uh, to reprise the role of Batman in the upcoming Flashpoint movie. Uh, what do we think of this, guys? Love it. I hate this movie. I hated this idea for the movie. It wasn't crazy about the comic. But I'm willing to sit through this movie and enjoy it just to have Michael Keaton back as Batman. I think Michael Keaton's going to add to it like something that it wouldn't normally have. Like with him in it, it does it raises the bar, you know. And if so, they can if they can get a few other people 
because they've got time now. May, you know, uh, and and maybe they cross over again with the CW verse. So the, I think that will happen. Yeah. So so that's the whole thing, right? Because all we know is that he's in early talks to play Batman. We don't really know how his Batman fits in. Is he a Batman from another universe? Or let me throw this out there. Is he Thomas Wayne? It depends on how close they want to stick to the Flashpoint story. Yeah, because right. if it's Flashpoint, but but then again, we we do know that after he played Vulture, we, he could play a very mean Batman. <laughs> so well, his Batman probably... wasn't exactly a nice guy to begin with. True, true. But uh, but like this is what thirty years later, he could he could he could rock that. He looks great for his age, to be honest with you. So mm-hmm. I am super excited by this. Like, I think there's a lot of potential here. Um, I've always, like, Secret Project, I've always wanted to see Michael Keaton do the Dark Knight Returns, and I'm not a huge Dark Knight Returns fan, but I've always wanted, I've always thought that would be a perfect bookend for him as Batman, if he got to do some variation on either Dark Knight Returns or Batman Beyond or something like that. So, uh, and whether, whether he gets to play his Batman or whether he gets to play Thomas Wayne, I'm here for it. It Wasn't that universe wiped out in the CW Flashpoint, though? I have no idea. <laughs> or that yeah, Flashpoint, that knows, the Final Crisis. Who knows where Crisis that? Universe. Yeah, who knows where that? That's going to end up. Um, how many at the end of that? Because I didn't watch it the whole thing. How many universes did we wind up with at the end? Fifty-two or no one? one. They all collapsed. No, down to one. well, no, no, well, no, because at the very end of that, they showed that they everything was reset. So there's a whole bunch of new universes. So 52. like. Oh, yeah. Well, we don't know if it was just 52 because they did show It'll be um the was it? It'll no, that's that's their thing. That's the mark 52. There's 52 universes in the DC multiverse. And that's uh, you hope they learned from the fact that 52 didn't actually work out in print. So <laughs> 52 <laughs> well, was just fine. 52 was a great book. Final Crisis Countdown to Final Crisis wasn't very good. Yeah. Right. The but new they 52 did, but, but, books weren't but, very good. But Dave, they did show like at the end they showed um Yeah. The, the Swamp Thing and Titans, those are two new universes. There's another universe with Doom Patrol in it, like the, the actual series is that that were on. So I kind of felt like that was a nod to say this is why these shows can still exist. Well, Swamp know. Thing doesn't exist. <laughs> um, but at the same at the same time, it's like yeah, because they actually that's a, another thing too is on Flash when they discovered the multiverse at first, it was 52. Uh, universes that they found. Yeah, and then they found Universe X, and then they found that, hey, there's a lot more. Right, and then, uh, so we'll see, because as, as of right now on all the shows, they haven't been talking about the multiverse. We um, do know, we do know one thing. We know, we know, we know one universe actually still exists. Universe 666. Okay. Because, because there's, it hasn't been released yet, but the Netflix version of Lucifer, um, oh, yes. ser- series, f- uh, series five, is is yet to be released. And now there's talks that they're going to do a series six. So we know that that universe still exists and it's thriving. Apparently, everybody's surprised to hear about it because they already released some like some of the. Um, uh, hints for some of the scripts and like the script, the very last script for uh, season five was the, you know, the final battle with dad. And, and now it's like, well, if there's a, it's not going to be a final battle if there's a uh, season six. Huh. So let me throw this out there too. What if 
he is playing his 89 Batman. And this is a backdoor to bring in Batman Beyond. I'm perfectly fine with that. If that, in fact, if they don't do something with Michael Keaton, Bruce Michael Keaton's character having a some Terry McGinnis take over for him, or at least work with him, they're missing a golden opportunity. Yeah, I'd give that. Okay. That would. I, I mean, that that would start to restore my faith in them as long as they keep Snyder as far away from the from the writing booth as possible. So I think it's gonna. I think I think that is gonna come down to how successful this. Um, I don't want to call it a reboot. I don't know what you call it. This yeah. deboot on uh, HBO Max goes. Yeah, exactly. And then, I mean, I, let's put it this way. DC it doesn't seem like they have any idea what they're doing right now. Mm. They're um, all over the place, really. Yeah. I mean, you've got Wonder Woman 84 is the only thing we know for certain. Uh, Flashpoint, H- obviously, H- being isn't, uh, isn't HBO Max doing a Green Lantern Core show? Are they? I, I mean, I've heard rumors, but I haven't seen anything solid about that. Stand by. Um, while he searches. Uh, so, yeah, I mean, and then, but it's like, <laughs> is Flashpoint going to be their way of resetting their universe again? Are they going to just, or is this going to be a standalone Flash story somehow, but Batman's in it now? <sighs> yeah. But that's Flash, but that's Flashpoint, though. The Flashpoint story is Flash. If they stay true, it's Flash and Batman. Right. True. And then we, of course, the the sparkly Batman coming out. Oh, God. Oh, God. I don't know how that I, that could go either way at this point from yeah. everything we're hearing. So it could go. But, like, like, but that, feels like it doesn't, it, that feels like it doesn't tie into this at all. Like it's its own thing completely, you know? Yeah. Green Lantern TV show is a thing. Oh, is it official? Yeah. Halted by the COVID. Oh, okay. So probably still going to happen, but not right now. Yeah. When is someone going to do the COVID show? Um, we so. are the we are the COVID show. Oh, oh, okay. All right. So I don't know. We have to. This is something that we have to keep our eyes on. And yeah, everything's up in the air. And I kind of feel like that's one of the things too. Like they could have, and maybe they have. Taking this time off to like reevaluate everything and be like, how can we make this work again to make our fans happy? And maybe that's what this Flashpoint Michael Keaton Batman thing is. We'll have to see. Um, Speaking of old actors reprising roles and making us happy, um, J.K. Simmons has confirmed he will be Continuing on as J. Jonah Jameson in the MCU. Uh, apparently in a, uh, interview on XM Radio, he confirmed that he actually has another appearance in the can already as J. Jonah Jameson and it, he will be in the next Spider-Man movie. Um, he's, he's just, that's because they are too afraid of him to say no. <laughs> so, well, he's an Oscar winner, so of course they want to keep him around. Um, so here's my question: What could what performers could possibly be in the can that we don't know about? Someone he could have shot. He could have shot stuff for the next Spider-Man movie while he shot that uh, that insert. I don't know possibly. what he did, but I mean, that's all I can think of. But he said like two projects. He said that the um, not only 
something in the can. He, he said there's going to be at least one more movie and, the, and everyone's assuming the one more movie is the next Spider-Man movie. Cause they don't even have a script for that yet. I thought, mm. um, so could he be in Doctor Strange? Oh, it's possible. possible. I mean, that's, that's what the, um, that, that explores the universes too. Cause that's going to cross over with, uh, what is it? The, um, Scarlet Witch and, uh, or was it the WandaVision? So it could, it, it could include right. that. That's see, that's, that's a well done multiverse thing. So that could include anybody. We, we just, you know, and they could surprise us. Hopefully they'll surprise us. I'm, I'm hoping too. And again, it goes back to the, uh, goes back to, um, you know, my, my crazy thought and my fun idea of bringing back all the Spider-Men, you know, in a crossover. So could we have both versions of J. Jonah Jameson? That'd be fun. That would be really fun. Yeah. He could have actually done some voiceover work too for the new Spider-Man cartoon movie. That's mm. always a possibility. Uh, that's yeah. a possibility. Was it the Spider-Verse one? Yeah, they just announced the next one is coming out. So cool. I, I mean, I, he could he could be in one of the Disney Plus shows as well. Hey, might as well. I mean, yeah. he could do anything. He's J.J. Jonah Jameson. Yeah. Well, he's J.K. Simmons, but he's J.K. Simmons. He's but if you J. if Jonah you saw Jameson, goddamn it, yeah, yeah. And if you saw him in Whiplash, trust me, you, you'll let actor. him do whatever he wants. <laughs> damn, damn good actor. Oh gods, yes. There's no wonder he got an Oscar. Jeez. Um. Can I can I add something here, like some breaking uh, news? Breaking Joel Sh- Joel Schumacher passed away today. That is not breaking. That happened twelve hours ago. But yes, <laughs> we, should, we should mention well, it's that. Breaking for us, I'm sure. But you know, Batman Forever and Batman and Robin, um, amongst other things. The Lost Boys is a really good movie. Yeah, yeah, yes. yeah. That was an iconic '80s, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I was gonna that say was so, uh, the Lost Boys was a good movie. I'm not so <sighs> sure about the other two. No, I'm gonna leave that one. <laughs> yeah. Respect for the dead. Flatliners yeah. is pretty good too. Which one? I like Flatliners. Oh yeah, that was good. Mm. Saint Elmer's Fire and a time. Was, to kill. Uh, time to Kill was pretty good. I'm not sure if I can stamp on Saint Elmer's Fire. I don't. Um, I actually. Hmm. I, it, the funny thing is, I don't really blame. I do to a point because it was his vision, but. Um, I don't totally blame Schumacher for those movies because that was Warner Brothers wanting them to ramp up the camp and make yeah. it feel more like the, the, the 60s TV show. Of course yeah. it was. They didn't read the room. Um, yeah. yeah, I mean, but he did it. Yeah, I know. He didn't fight with them. So, yeah. Um, yeah apparently, Jim Carrey posted a, a, a tribute to him online. So, uh huh. You know, our favorite version of the Riddler. Um, our only version of the Riddler, really, in live action. Surviving. Uh, well, yeah, that's true. Frank Corshin um, was an awesome Riddler. Yes, I, yeah, I wasn't even thinking of Frank Corshin. John Aston, not as much. Do you remember that? When John Aston, uh, Gomez Adams played uh, the Riddler in the last season of Batman in 68? Uh, no. Yes, yeah, there's a reason you don't remember <laughs> Would they wipe it from everybody's memory? No, it's just not very good. Uh, no, I have to look that up now. Jeez. Um, wow. Alright, well, Godspeed, Mr. Schumacher. Um, thank you for your body of work. Talented filmmaker. He was 80. I didn't know he was that old. That's a good life. Yeah, no. Big yeah. bucket of win, as, uh, Kevin Smith would say. So, um, so, so, so on to, uh, uh, Happier news? 
Um, so you guys remember, you guys watched The Mandalorian, right? Like, loved, embraced. Yes. Okay. Yep. This so, is the way. <laughs> so in the fifth episode of season one, uh, there was a robot, EV99. Yeah. Um, do you know who voiced that robot? I read your email, so I do, but <laughs> I didn't. I wanted to keep myself in suspense. <laughs> That's a damn lie. You never read the email. You don't read the emails. You don't listen to the show. So I always like to keep myself in suspense. <laughs> apparently, the one and only Mark Hamill voiced him in the uh, in that episode. You know, it's always amazed me how good a voice actor Mark Hamill has been. He's had a long storied career as a voice actor. He is, I will say that, he's one of those people that there are some characters, like right away I'm like, oh, that's Mark Hamill. But there are times where it's like, if you don't tell me it's him, I don't know that it's him. Yeah. But he was he was able to do the tricks, what was it, Trickster and Joker with such nuance that they both had almost the same laugh, and yet they both still sounded different enough that you could tell them apart. True. Um, I do think, though, as he got... As he's gotten older, he has a, a typical villain voice now when he does them. He does, um, but but they but but he still like put nuance in it. Like yeah. not not a whole lot of people. I mean he, he he's um I don't know he he's he's a lot better than most out there. You know, like the guy the guy who does the Robin voice for Teen Titans. Like he does the same voice in every single yes. Yes. Scott Melville. Yeah, yeah, like every single one. Yeah, so that, I mean, that has led me to wonder, will they have other actors come in and do voices um, from the Star Wars family uh, on The Mandalorian? You know, could we get uh, Harrison Ford to come in and voice a robot? You know, well, that would be great, don't you think? <laughs> I'd, I'd like to Mark I'd like Wolverine once, and it was really good. I'd like to see the BB-8 thing do the the Joker laugh. Ah, there you go. <laughs> that would be that would actually be kind of scary. I mean, it's interesting too that like this was something that uh, um really people didn't know until it was recently revealed, you know. And a lot of people watched that show, so. Yeah, again, kudos to him for us not knowing. Be interesting to see if he if he comes back. So, all right. So, uh, there's really nothing else to talk about other than um, I was shocked a little bit by this. Josh Trank's Fantastic Four is now available on Disney+. Plus. Are we all going to go run out and watch it, guys? No. What? <laughs> Wait, um, is this a what? Oh, oh, oh! It's fan four stick. No, yeah, fan yeah. stick. No, no, <laughs> yeah, it's, it's not fan. Yeah, all you had to do is say fan four stick. No, 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 no. It wasn't even worth watching the first time. Like, yeah. if I want to go to sleep, um, you know, I mean, it, it, if you turn off all the lights in the room and you play this movie, you still can't tell if there's a movie because it's so dark. So I mean, so, it's just. So I'm guessing, like. Now we all know that um, it's come to light that a big reason that Disney bought Fox was to have some more uh, a broader content for Disney Plus, right? They wanted to be able to have The Simpsons on there uh, is is like the greatest example of it. 
Um, so of course they, they owned it when they bought it. So I'm kind of curious, A, like, why did it take so long for them to put it on there? And it's not really something anyone wanted. So why'd they even bother putting it on there? To, to, to basically say we have this many hours, like at, pad their hours, the hours. Oh, okay. Yeah. Network engagement is important to those things. We had X amount of hours of engagement and there are people that go, Oh, I kind of want to give this a shout because it's not going to cost me any money. I'll give it a look. Oh, it's yeah. right. Because <laughs> I thought about it. Thought about what? Watching it? Watching Fantastic Four. Like, I thought about it. I'm like, maybe I should check this piece of crap out. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. You've never seen? Oh, God, no. No wonder you're so happy. <laughs> no wonder your life is going so well. No, I've never seen No, this is before I was on the show, so we never reviewed it. No, I knew it looked like shit. I had a friend that worked on it who said, don't, don't not go see this movie. <laughs> did we, yeah. I don't, did we review it on the show? Don't know. It was before, I, uh, I don't, before I, I don't know. I, no, we did. I don't think we did. I don't and, think and, we did. And of course he told you not to see it. He probably didn't see it. It was, a, again, the, 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 it was so dark. It's like, <laughs> turn on a freaking light in a room. Nobody walks around like that. I do feel bad for Josh Trank because, like, he really hasn't done anything since. Like, he went from being one of the hot up-and-coming filmmakers to, to having, like, really no career. Yes. No, that is true. Like, it, it, it ruined his career. Um, now, of course, he's another one. Uh, let's, let's, uh, put him on the, the Zack Snyder, um, David Ayers, uh, kick that he claims the movie that got chopped up in editing because of budget restraints and and whatnot. And mm. the, the movie that got released really wasn't his vision. There's a good reason for that. They take movies away from a lot of people when they suck. And then you put them in the producer's hands. Like, make a better movie. You know? It doesn't always work, though. No, it doesn't. But, I mean, like, if you give them less of a reason, like, if you're not erratic and go way over budget and show people that you cannot do this, then they won't take things away from you, you know? True. Um, I kind of think, um, uh, so you haven't seen the movie. No. So this is, I, I mean, this would be spoilers. No, dude, dude, come on. This is not spoilers. <laughs> you're not spoiling anything. I don't, I also don't you, care. You, so. You're only affirming his, his, uh, his avoidance of it. So, so it's weird because basically what happens is, um, like, after they get their powers, um, they do nothing. <laughs> well, no, that's the whole thing is that like when you watch the movie, it kind of comes off like they do nothing for like a year. Um, but basically what happens is Reed Richards goes off to try to find a cure for everything that's going on. And the other three basically become uh, weapons, <laughs> weapons for the military. And there's like a scene where they're sitting in front of these monitors and you see clips of like the thing doing something and, and the, and Johnny Storm, uh, fighting some people and whatnot. But like, it's just real quick clips. Like, and a lot of people have complained, like they feel that that was actually the most interesting stuff that was filmed and it got pushed to the side like that. You know, like why wasn't that actually shown in the movie? You know? Well, because, because it sucked. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so I don't know. I don't know if there's a better version of that movie out there. Um, cause you still have the really crappy Dr. Doom in that. Ugh. Yeah. 
Um, uh, so yeah, I'm, I'm, it's not worth continuing. Like, uh, JD didn't miss anything. I, yeah, I'm amazed you put this much time into it. Yeah. Um, though I, I will pose this question: Did they put it on Disney Plus? And I don't know. I, I haven't logged in to see where they stuck it. But if they stuck it, obviously in with the Marvel stuff. Did they do that to try to like say, hey people, don't forget about the Fantastic Four because they're getting ready to bring them into the MCU? Possible. Because they didn't put the X Men stuff on there. Hmm. No, no, they haven't. Not yet. Well, I think there's probably people will be more excited when the X Men stuff comes on, so you might as well make a big deal out of it. True. You know, no one gives a shit about the Fantastic Four, so. Put well, that out until, there. until they give it to somebody like Jeff Johns or you know somebody good at Marvel and let them just go to town on it. It will not be Jeff Jones. I don't know. They've given, that's the thing, they've given, they've given Fantastic Four to some really good writers. And like Jonathan Hickman made his bones with the Fantastic Four, Mark Wade, Mark Miller. Like yeah. there's been really good J.R. Uh, J.M. Straczynski. Oh, excuse me. J, uh, yeah. J.M. Straczynski. Um, yeah, J. No, J. Michael Straczynski. I couldn't remember. Yeah. Is it what the acronym all goes for? But like, <laughs> There's been some really good like dance slots on it now, I believe. Like like they give their A team to it. But I mean, since like gosh, John Byrne, like the Fantastic Four has always kinda struggled. Like it's never it was always like it was my it should have just been a Jack Kirby creator owned book, really. Because hmm. it was like no I one's think, quite hit it since then. I think the I think the Fantastic Four suffers from the same issue as Superman. The argument being there, um, and, and it's, it's, it's worse for Superman, but again, it's, it's the first family of comics. They're supposed to be a family dynamic and, and they're um, supposed to be explorers. Explorers. I mean, they were, they of, were written in the, in the years when like, like science fiction was big and like they were more, it, w- it was, it was less of a comic and more of one of those science, uh, sci-fi. Yeah, it was a throwback to the to the books of the 30s and stuff like that. Yeah, for sure. Right. It's also kind of a throwback to like the Lost in Space type stuff, you know. Well, it was a pier. It was a journey to the center of the earth. Yeah. Yeah. So, so I think a lot of people are like, well, they're too. The idea of a family is too, you know, wholesome. It doesn't relate to to everyone nowadays you know like the idea of the blue boy scout doesn't it relate to everyone nowadays? yeah but that's the thing i think i think we've had enough of the you know the the fake um the fake arguments that the 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 fake antagonism to uh generate plots you know i think people are ready to see a well-functioning team <laughs> you know right and that's what i'm saying is that I think it's the problem isn't, and we've had this discussion about Superman. I don't think the problem is they don't work. It's just the They're writers being, and the and all that get them are so cynical now. Right. They don't. Yeah. They they can't look at them in that same light. That cynical. Did. Yeah. Cynical or lazy. But I, I mean, think like, but I think cynicism cynicism sells, especially in the direct market. Like, there's a right. reason. There's a reason why the wholesome takes on on superheroes has dwindled in the last. 40 years and it coincides with the rise of the direct market. Like it's just, that's not the people that go to comic shops typically aren't like really looking for a light and fluffy superhero story, which is fantastic Four works better. It's lighter, you know, like we talked about explorer fair, but they don't have to be light and fluffy. 
No, or, but I mean, like, that's, I'm not saying it's too light and fluffy. I'm saying that the typical, like, like, they go grim and gritty with a lot of stuff because that's what sells. You know, if right. all of a sudden everything wanted to be lighter, that's what they would sell. That being said, I think a mar- you get the right filmmaker attached to it. I think it could be a hit if the right filmmaker was on it. Yeah. And again, like a good writer could take that and it does. I mean, sure, the family dynamic can be a well-functioning team. You can put them through the meat grinder. They don't you don't have to have interpersonal problems in in that family to drive a plot. No, that's been and they've done that. Like there's been like Mark Wade. Mark Wade had a great run in the Fantastic Four. Uh, so did JMS. So did uh, Dan, like Dan, uh, Jonathan Hickman. Like they've all done that. It's just it's a property. The Fantastic Four doesn't connect on the direct market. Hmm. That's what I'm saying. I mean, like I think who writes. I think the vast majority of people that have written the Fantastic Four get the Fantastic Four. But it's the it's it's the Wednesday Warriors that aren't super into the Fantastic Four. That's the issue. I think that I think that I think that the Fantastic Four was created in an era where science fiction readers were reading comics, right? Like, is there total science fiction characters? What's the golden age of sci-fi? Twelve, right? Yeah. So that's that's the kind of people that should be reading Fantastic Four. If Scholastic was releasing Fantastic Four books and putting them on um, you know, Barnes and Noble, I think it could be very different than what we're getting now. Like right. the the current the current state of the direct market doesn't want to support the Fantastic Four, despite people complaining when they get canceled. Hmm. No, yeah, I, exactly. I think you're you're making the most valid point. You know? I love when you say that. Um, <laughs> well, <laughs> I mean, <laughs> hot. <laughs> I mean, it, it's funny, right? Because that's the whole thing. And when you look at the origin of the Fantastic Four, again, it was Stan Lee. Um, at this point, wanting to get out of comics, he was in his forties and he was planning to quit. And his wife was like, well, then just write a story the way you want to. And if you look at the stuff that influenced him, it, it, yeah, it makes perfect sense. And it works again as, as of the time, um, I'm gonna I'm gonna go after the, the narrative on this just to, just a hair because that's the Stan Lee story. But you look at the Fantastic Four and what they were. That's Jack Kirby, and the, all the Fantastic Four really is is it's a reboot of the Challengers of the Unknown, oh, which is Jack Kirby. Yeah. You know, like I think Stan Lee wrote the story, like the character and the interplay that he wanted. But I totally think like the big book because the big bombastic ideas and stuff that's pure Kirby. You know, like and I really think the success of the Fantastic Four. Really, it, those early books are definitely Stan and Jack, but the later ones are totally Jack Kirby. Right. Okay. You know? I, I wasn't. I wasn't. To, I wasn't to trying to open up a, a Kirby versus Lee debate on. I wasn't trying to get into one, but we wound up one, and it's a short show this week. So what the hell? <laughs> um. No. And and again, yes, I agree. That's the narrative, and I I have to imagine, um, that he went in and talked it over with Kirby, like, here's my idea. And I think they probably worked on it together, you know, but the, uh, but of course it, him being the Stan being the man that he was when he told the story later on, kind of forgot about Jack's contribution. Um, as is typical, right. Which, you know, a lot of times writers are like that. Yeah. That we're scum. <laughs> yes. Yes, you are. Uh, but 
again, yes, like you, 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 it's a product of its time. Uh, but there's no reason it can't be slightly updated to work today. I agree. And I don't, and that's not bringing the characters down to our level and any of that BS. It's just making it work, you know? Here's, here's a question that I want to pose to you guys. I've been thinking a lot about this lately. Do some properties and stories work better out of continuity? Like not necessarily in the shared universe. Well, oh, isn't definitely. that the reason? Isn't that the reason why Secret Wars exists? Um, big, big Secret Wars. Isn't that the reason why like Secret Wars exists, where you can just like you know they like they had stories they wanted to tell, but they didn't want to have any effect on continuity, so they just. I mean, that's not what I mean. That's not what I mean. I mean like so so. I think a perfect example of a story that works well, but out of continuity would probably be, you mentioned it earlier, the Dark Knight Returns or even the Killing Joke. Oh, yeah. 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 Um, especially if you go with, um, uh, oh God, why do, Killing Joke. Um, why is my drawing a blank? Um, give me it. I can get the writer, it. The writer. The writer. Alan, Alan Moore. Al, yeah. Alan Moore's. Uh, interpretation of it being the last Joker story and that Batman actually kills the Joker at the end. Obviously that doesn't work in continuity because the Joker didn't die, but you know, it was, looking it at was it folded into continuity when it probably should have been. Yeah, exactly. Hmm. Yeah. And I wonder too, like I read the, I read Shazam, the monster society of evil, probably about 13, 14 years ago. And it's a total kid's book. Like it's really good, but it would never, it would never fit in DC continuity. And that's another character that struggles in the direct market is Shazam, you know? So I just, I just wonder if, um, if some properties aren't better off just kind of not having a, a monthly title and maybe just have like a graphic novel that exists just for bookstores. Isn't that what DC was threatening a couple of years ago? It was just turned everything into that? Kind of, but they've kind of dragged their feet because, like, they don't want to kill the direct market. But at the same time, I do I, – I just wonder if certain books and ideas would I, be better if they didn't – if they weren't slaves to continuity. I um, also kind of wonder if maybe that's why they've separated from Diamond. I think that has something to do with it, too. I think, I, I think we mentioned this a couple weeks ago that they're uh, – I truly believe that they're looking to change their business model mm-hmm. because like there's so much see, we talk about how comics are dying, but they're only dying in bookshop in, in bookstores. Like I, at, at, at Barnes and Nobles, the most surviving Barnes and Nobles, like I, at the bookstore market, like kids comics are doing well, you know? Right. And I think take it a step further, Amazon, Right. If people want to buy uh, books on there, they're not going to get a monthly subscription on Amazon, but they are going to jump on there and get maybe a, a couple issues here and there of standalone stories or, or a collected uh, graphic novel here and a graphic novel there. Yeah. I mean, I've kind of gone from being a Wednesday warrior to not being able to really afford it anymore. Hmm. And there's like stuff that I really still want to read, but it's just. You know, like I said, I've always said if, if if Comixology Unlimited was more like Kindle Unlimited, where I could just get a bunch of stories and not have to just wait and not have to play the game, I would be all for that. Yeah, but too. it's just not. It just it doesn't quite work in in comics. Like I think I just think it need the, the the entire business needs kind of a refresh. You know? No, I agree. Because um, I mean, let's 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 take it a step further, right? 
and, and I totally agree with the idea when, when it was first presented of like getting rid of continuity and just having standalone books, like as the average fan, I was like, Oh, that's horrible. Blah, blah. But I'm like, no, like that leaves them freedom to write good standalone books and they don't have to worry about, well, this happened in yeah. issue 227. So this can't happen in issue 443, you know, and it's like, yeah, it, 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 it would make more- it easier to write some of those storylines too. For sure. And then you don't need to be the continuity cop and having you fall into the little section. DC's so bad at it anyway, with having to reboot their continuity every few years, we just, Sometimes I feel like they'd be better off if they just did standalone stories. And if you want to do this big overarching story with a hundred different characters, go for it. Um, and I think you can liken it to the movie universes. You know, DC is so screwed up right now that all they have, and they've said they're going to just concentrate on good standalone movies. And that's all they really have, right? Like, don't worry about trying to connect them just. Give us a good Flash movie. Give us a good Batman movie. Give us a good Wonder Woman movie, and maybe we'll be happy. Um, where you get to like the DC, the, the MCU, yeah, we had eleven years of fantastic movies, but now like the actors are like, oh, I'm done. I don't want to do this anymore. That is the backside of it. Is now you have to lean into the legacy a little bit more. And are people going to be as excited to go watch a? Uh... She's. I don't know. I don't. I want. I don't want to. I was just gonna say Miss Marvel, but I don't want to pick on. I don't because she's a good character. I don't want to pick on her. But I mean, realistically, is Miss Marvel gonna be or Captain Marvel gonna be a good replacement for Captain America? Like they don't have the draw power. Right. You know, if it's DC, they're just gonna restart that stuff all over again. Right. Exactly. Where, like, Marvel isn't gonna just say, "Okay, good, we did a cap on it with uh, um, Endgame. Let's just end it there." And start all over, all fresh, you know, like, no, they're continuing on right now. So. But that's yeah. the thing. You've got the investment of the the fans and that's going to drive a lot more ticket sales than, you know, even just a good storyline. I don't know. I mean, Batman's never had a problem selling tickets. And, uh, and we should yeah, look but at. It would, but wouldn't it have sold a lot more tickets if he had been part of a, of a major DC universe that was doing as well as the Marvel universe? Maybe. Mm. Maybe know. Batman movies make I mean like you can't any Batman standalone movie has made money. Batman and Robin made money. Like Batman yeah. has such a <laughs> Batman has such a built-in fan base that people are gonna go see a Batman movie. This Robert Pattinson movie it could suck, but it's still gonna make a lot of money. It's gonna make more than Ant Man, you know, no matter what. And even the first few Marvel movies they didn't make a lot of money. Iron Man did, but like Thor and even Captain America didn't. They're very rare examples of where sequels to films outgross their predecessors and that does not happen a lot in filmmaking but that but that is the vestment of the fan base oh i agree when you have an overarching continuity that fits together and you get you get them excited for the next movie but there's a time but there's a ticking clock on that and that's what dave was saying Mm. it's like because i mean robert Downey jr is done chris evans is done how much longer is um chris hemsworth gonna want to do this you know and now that you've tied your character's so closely to these actors now what do you do right right and and that's funny. <laughs> you <have> flashpoint <laughs> what and it's saying, like it's easier you made it see. you made another interesting point um you know because you said is captain marvel going to be a good replacement for captain america right or did you say iron well, man? i said that i said that i said captain, you said captain america technically 
Sam Wilson or Falcon is supposed to be the replacement for Captain America. Well, yeah, but he's not even getting a movie. You know what I'm saying? And right, like exactly. those are those are unfair. Like they're even unfair in comics, and they work better in comics because you know the John Byrne, the illusion of change. You know Steve Rogers is eventually going to come back. Like right. you always had some nerd fans that are convinced, no man, this is it this time. But I mean, come <laughs> on, man, this is, that's not how this stuff works. Right. But in a movie. That's exactly how it works. Like, we're not getting Robert Downey. Like, we're not getting a new Iron Man movie with Robert Downey Jr., who's dang near 60 anyway. Right. You know? Yeah, no, he, he's done. Yeah, I mean, this is so now, if you want more Iron Man movies, there's two ways to go about it. You can go make Iron, like, a War Machine movie with Don Cheadle, who's also getting older, or like, just go, okay, let's make Ironheart. But you don't have the. There isn't the investment in the character. Like, the yeah, property isn't as strong. It's like it's like Deadpool said when he put together X Force. We need a bunch of people that can carry a franchise t- six to ten years in the future. That's what that's what, that's so true though. So this yeah. is why I think DC freaks out that they're not Marvel, and it's like I do think they're starting to figure out that hey, we're different. Let's be different. I don't know if they figured it out yet, but I kind of it kind of excites me that they're not they're not trying to fit into these these little like well this is him and this is this and this is this like yes we could have michael keaton show up in the flashpoint movie but robert pattinson's still going to be batman there's 10 batmans what are you going to do yeah and just and just to let you know like um i don't know i can't remember if we talked about this or not but justice league dark apocalypse war um is kind of in this field of you know they did a really really good movie animated but a really good movie on you know, um, what happens when Darkseid wins and at the end, uh, and this is spoilers. So like close your ears for a second. Um, at the end, they wipe it away because they, you know, uh, uh, John Constantine turns to, uh, the flash and says, go, go redo it. Tells him to go create another flashpoint to wipe it all. And I think that, and I think that's what they're going to do. They can. I mean, it fits. It fits in and it lets them do more. Again, like this Marvel Studios thing was was really working in 2013. But like part of me now is like, boy, are we reaching are we reaching the end of that? Mm. You know, like I think that I, I do wonder if now we start getting to the law of diminishing returns. Yeah. Well, we'll see. I mean, if Marvel, I mean, Marvel keeps pulling magic out of their butts. So they do. But you lose you lose Robert Downey Jr. And there's only, again, they have, they have a ton of stuff they can pull from, but how do you make, and we talked about this before. I mentioned this. How do you like, do things work better in continuity? How are we going to have mutants in the MCU? Right. WandaVision. But I mean, it doesn't like the idea of mutants doesn't make sense. They already have guy. They have a God walking around. Like they've seen people with superpowers and they've been largely accepting to it. Now, all of a sudden, this group of people that's always had, like, some type of strange abilities or forms or whatever right. are going to be hunted and shunned. Like, it's it doesn't yeah. – It's well, it, they, I'm having a hard time, like, processing how they're going to make it, this work. That was always a problem with Marvel Comics. Though. Oh, I agree. I agree. But, again, you can read the X-Men. You can just read X-Men and right. largely just read X-Men and not really worry about what's going on with the rest of the Marvel Universe for large stretches of time. Same with the Avengers. Like, there's always going to stuff crosses over eventually, but you don't need to. Again, the best the best Avenger or X-Men stories had nothing to do with the Marvel Universe. The only thing that you have, um, but again, like, you have to build it up and make it make sense, is with the um, mutants, is you have the Brotherhood of, 
of mutants and the fire uh hellfire club so you can like you've got bad mutants doing stuff mm-hmm. you know what i'm saying so that's where the distrust and and hate for mutants come from but you're right it doesn't well, really make sense in this been? universe you know like why is this something no one's mentioned before right like no, did right. they did they all disappear during the blip like i said there's just and again, like I know they're thinking about this. I know I'm not unique and like oh, I thought of something nobody else thought of before. But I just, I just don't know how, especially with the Claremontisms on what mutants became. How do you make that work in a world where we have Thor? Yeah, it's like we hate people with powers. Thor, you're wonderful. <laughs> yeah, it just I, I can't or Hulk. Like everybody loves Hulk now. Like it just I can't figure it out. Does everyone love Hulk? I think we had five. They had five years where he wasn't causing problems, and people were he was doing selfies and stuff like that with kids on the street. Oh, that's right, because now we have Professor Hulk. I wasn't right. Thinking. The professor, which yeah. we show our age by calling him the professor, but I still I'm going with it. <laughs> oh, that's the '90s Hulk. That's my favorite Hulk. I'm glad we have this Hulk, but it's not. It's a different Hulk. Yeah. You know, I don't. I don't know. I mean, like, part of me is like, you know, there. We don't know much about the future of the Marvel universe. It's really going to depend on how people take to these Disney series is because they're really experimenting. They are. Okay. We've beaten this. I like talking about this kind of stuff. It's like the theoretical why these things work. It's interesting to me. Hmm. Uh, Well, you know, John doesn't understand theory. So before we, well, before we, before we wrap it up uh, for the week, do you guys have any recommendations uh, for our audience? Uh, JD, did I mention Boomerang before? We got Boomerang for the kid, and he's mm-hmm. super into Scooby-Doo. And what I like about my four-year-old is he's completely – he's compartmentalized the different versions of Scooby-Doo. <laughs> he does. Like, he completely understands that this Scooby-Doo does this, and the pup named Scooby-Doo is this, and the Scooby-Doo movie is – like, he understands. Or like the Ninja Turtles. He talks about how, oh, there's the Turtles Counting Off Turtles, which is the one from the early 90s, and there's Mommy and Daddy's Turtles, which is the 90s ones. And, like, you know, like, he gets it. He gets that there's totally different versions of characters, which is impressive for a four-year-old. Long roundabout way of saying, Boomerang has a lot of great cartoons. Watch Scooby-Doo. <laughs> how does he feel about Scrappy-Doo? He's okay with it. He's accepted Scrappy-Doo because he never knew a world without Scrappy. I was the same way. I'm young enough where I did not grow up without Scrappy-Doo, so Scrappy-Doo was something I always accepted as part of the series. Oh, you're dead to me. Uh, it's the age difference, my man. <laughs> How about you, John? Do you like Scrappy-Doo, and do you have any recommendations for the audience? No, I think he's an abomination. He should be wiped off the face of the planet. Um, but You know, I really believe you feel that way, too. I, I, I actually do. I, <laughs> I know. I, there was no doubt in my mind. I didn't chuckle my kip. That's John's thoughts. You, you, you noticed there was no hesitation. No, it's not even, not even a hint. <laughs> <laughs> um, but, uh, yeah, um, while, while I was mining the deeper uh, end of YouTube, I found this um, one oh. channel called Because Science. Um, he's from the Nerdist, a guy named uh, Kyle Hill, uh, who's like a math nerd, and he does uh, he does uh, uh, videos stuff like why you wouldn't want super strength or why super speed would probably wind up killing you, and uh, all all this uh, stuff that were basically it's... basically revolves around some superhero things. He does other uh, other videos too, but it's the the superhero related ones are pretty cool. So you know if you if you want to know why you wouldn't want to be invulnerable, he's got like the physics to back it up. Welcome to five years ago, John. Um, 
Yes, because I've I've seen a lot of those videos. He has one where he explains how much energy it would take for the Death Star to actually destroy a planet. Yeah, that he one. mentioned he mentioned that in one where he's talking about uh, One Punch Man, how how powerful One Punch yes. Man uh, series punches. So, yeah. All right. So, so if you're like John and, and you're behind the times, go check out because not behind the times. He's making this. These videos only came out like a month ago. Some of them. Hey, I recommend a 50 year old cartoon show. Yeah. Oh, this is true. Um, yeah. Wow. <laughs> well, I would recommend, uh, as always, don't forget to go check out superheroespeak.com where you can find the show every week plus uh, reviews from our good friend D Square. There's actually a couple new ones up. Right now that you should go check out. One is for the Star Wars Clone Wars. Um, a new book that, that just came out. And, uh, yeah. So, so go check those out. Um, also, I would recommend if you don't like yourself, go watch the Fantastic Four stick on D, uh, Disney Plus. <laughs> Other than that, I got nothing. I got, I haven't watched anything new, uh, this week. Um, you know. Yeah, like I like like I said, uh, Star Girl's still kicking ass, and yeah. and I mentioned before, uh, Justice League Apocalypse War, uh, well worth uh, the price. You're like the third person that said that, so maybe I will check that one out. So, all right, on that note, boys and girls, as always, <coughs> thanks for listening, and don't let your cape get caught in the door. Have a good week.